Hello and welcome to the second episode of Own It, a podcast for business owners. My name is Paige and it's been about two weeks since we last checked in with you. Two weeks ago, we officially launched our podcast with an interview with Cultivate Advisors co-founder and CEO and our fearless leader, Casey Clark. In true startup fashion, I pulled out my phone and recorded our interview on a voice memo. So please excuse any echo that you may have heard in that last episode. We have now graduated to the Blue Yeti microphone, so we will be sounding like NPR hosts from here on out. If you didn't have a chance to listen to that episode, though, I definitely recommend going back and listening. We talk about um, vision planning as a business owner and why it's so crucial. This week, I was excited to sit down with one of our business advisors here in Chicago, Drew Brogdon, to discuss this episode's topic, time management. Not only is Drew just a ball of energy and very fun to talk to, but he also has extensive experience in this area as he works with clients all the time about their time management habits, best practices, ways to improve. And one of my biggest learnings from my conversation with Drew was actually my limited understanding of time management. Um, after talking to him, I realized that in his in his eyes, time management is so tightly connected with your priority management that the two really do go hand in hand. So I challenge you throughout this episode to think about your weekly agenda um, and ask yourself if it really aligns with the priorities that you have personally or for your business or for your future goals. Um, I think it could be pretty eye-opening for you. And as always, our mantra here at Cultivate is be sure to listen to Drew's extremely wise words, um, but also walk away with key action items that you can put right into your business, into your day-to-day. And spoiler alert, Drew actually helps you out at the end of the episode with some action items of his own, so look out for that. Lastly, if you're inspired to map out your priorities and organize your schedule after listening to this episode, head to our website, cultivateadvisors.com, to see how we help entrepreneurs every day silence the noise in their schedules and help them focus on what's most important. You can also find hundreds of pages of free tools authored by our advisors that cover everything from building a system for marketing to cash flow management in your financial systems, um, as well as time and priority management, block scheduling. I could go on, but be sure to check that out. All of those tools are free, all in the name of helping you move your business forward. And now my interview with Drew. Welcome, Drew Brogdon. How are you? What is up? Super excited. I know. I'm happy to have you. We are sharing a microphone right now, so it's kind of like we're doing a duet. I know. It's, <laughs> it's such an interesting dynamic right yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, who's a, an iconic duo? Mm, I always think of Tom and Jerry, personally. And then I was I'll thinking go songs. <laughs> Tom and Jerry did like a duet. Perfect. Um, we're much closer friends than Tom and Jerry, though. Totally. Definitely. I guess they're kind of arch rivals. Yeah, they are. That was a bad it. example. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, Drew, I am really excited to have you here. We are going to talk a little bit about uh, time management today as a business owner. Oh, yeah. Um, you have a lot of experience with this with your clients. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a lot of um, personal success. I'm mm-hmm. going to dig in a little bit about like behind the scenes of Drew Brogdon's agenda. Oh, boy. Yeah. Get ready, folks. <laughs> and um, yeah, mostly I think we're just kind of looking to get some insight into what what it means to have a succinct time management 
system in your business. Yeah. How it starts with you, but it kind of bleeds into everything that you do in your business, mm-hmm. your team members and your systems. Mm-hmm. Um, so to kick things off, um, I want to ask you a very serious question. Oh boy. Um, do you have to work 60 plus hours to be a successful business owner? No way, Jose. <gasps> you heard it here first. Yep. Yeah. So explain a little bit about that misconception of people that are like working themselves to the bone, but kind of on a treadmill, maybe not seeing all the results they want. Yeah. I mean, I, I've gone through it personally when I first uh, took on my first like entrepreneur endeavor, yeah. I was running a, a painting business uh, back in college and I had, uh, I was like a wrestling coach running a franchise oh, and wow. trying to be a college student at the same time. And it like kind of put me in that test mode right out of the gate. So I think for folks that are experiencing a lot of that, like, oh my gosh, I have so much to do working even 70, 80 hours a week. Like I've seen it all. And I think a lot of times it just, you get trapped. Yeah. Um, and it's such a big lifestyle change that we're so hard on ourselves to like have it all solved. Oh, totally. And I think the biggest trick that I've found, especially for me, like I, I actually am low structure preference is the mm-hmm. way I kind of put it. Like I'm naturally more of like uh, just like most entrepreneurs, like give me the big goal of what I'm trying to work towards and I'll hustle my way towards it. Right. So I'm naturally in that habit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found that I just had to have one or two main intentions and I just would focus on those one or two things until I felt like I had a nice rhythm to it. And then I would slowly add one or two more things, whether it's automating things, leveraging, using tech or putting a process to right. it or delegating. There's tons of ways you can be more efficient with your time. Yeah. It's just accepting that you can only change one or two habits at a time is what I found the keys to, to getting out of the the dark side of priority management. The dark side. That's so true. I know a lot of people are, I mean, there's definitely a popular kind of idea of like the most stressed out person or the busiest person is Mm -hmm. the most successful. (laughs) And I know for sure that you try to coach people out of that mentality as Mm -hmm. you work with business owners. Um, because that's definitely not the case. And we yeah. do a lot of stuff at Cultivate too that's like, that's definitely not how it is. Oh yeah. What are some of the like main pitfalls that you see business owners fall into when it comes to their schedule? Mm. I know you deal with a lot of different owners and a lot of times agenda or schedule is kind of the, the gateway into understanding the structure of a business. Yeah. So when you sit down with a new client and you're talking schedules, what are some of those main gaps that you see people are kind of yeah. missing it you know that to be short to your answer a lot of gaps are just like the the activities you're doing day in and day out mm. and what are those actually driving towards yeah but to take it back a quick step it really comes down to what are we working towards and then let's figure out like what is your ideal schedule need to be to have that you know, 40, 50 hour week or whatever you want to have lifestyle wise and just look at it and like, this is what the ideal world looks like. Mm-hmm. And that's a really good like foundation for us to almost like, you know, set a goal towards essentially. Right. And if we don't know what we're working towards, whether it's business revenue, we got to also know like that block schedule, your priority management, like what are all the hats you're wearing and how would you balance it all in this scenario with only 40 hours in a work week? Right. And that really just shifts the the paradigm almost for our clients to help them just like paint a, a pretty picture of what they want their life to be first. Yeah, yeah. Because we just get so wrapped up in the day to day that it's even hard to like take a step back and see what it could look like if you did want it in a certain way. 
That's super interesting because even as I'm connecting like you in your personal schedule of focusing on a couple main priorities Mm -hmm. and letting your agenda sort of schedule or like, you know, fit around that. Yeah. I would imagine a huge gap that you see is like, you know, maybe an owner knows specifically what they want to achieve. They want to drive leads to their, you know, website or something really, you know, smaller like that or something larger where they want to open up another business or another shop or something. But a lot of times their agenda doesn't line up with that. Mm-hmm. What is it about like the hustle and bustle of being an owner that makes that so easy to do? Like it's so easy to have your schedule disconnected from your priorities. Yeah. Is it just because things are moving so fast and you're just putting out fires everywhere? Is that what it is? Yeah, I, you nailed it. I mean, it's it's the fire control is yeah. what just totally pulls us away. And it's it's the whole working on versus in. Um, and I think the, the weekly habit of that really falls to the wayside. Once you really get grooving and moving in that entrepreneurial hustle phase, if you will, Mm -hmm. that discipline to go, no, I'm spending an hour to maybe five hours at the beginning of my week, planning the rest of my week out. And there's tons of fires that are popping up and it is almost impossible sometimes to just be like, nope. I'm not going to answer that urgent email or take the call from one of my employees because I know I have to do this for myself first before I just get into firefighting mode. Right. Which is so hard to do as a business owner because you have, you know, investment either emotionally or like actually because of your business in every single aspect. So you want to be there. Yeah. It's it's like your kid, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. My kid's got to go to a soccer game. Like... I'm going to make sure I take him there. Like, right. even if I have to take PTO time, like I'm going to get him to a soccer practice. Yeah, and it's just totally. so hard because it's, I mean, it's your, it's your kid and you want yeah. to make sure they're successful. And when things pop up, that's the most important thing, no matter what, it's not me and my time because my kid comes first. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, your business is your baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, also a little quick note, Drew, I know you're getting, you know, into it. You're slamming on the, um, on the table. Oh, am I? Yeah, you are. But oh, I think boy. it kind of works with, you know, we're passionate. We're talking about it. I'm using but my he's hands. like putting yeah. his hands out on the table. <laughs> um, but I, I want to dive in a little bit more about like specific tactical stuff. So mm. we have talked a little bit about some of those like, you know, general mistakes that people make. But when you're working with a specific client, do you have any like stories or moments that kind of stood out to you where you saw like, you know, some kind of transformative moment? of like clarity in their mind and then it just changed their whole outlook. Oh yeah. Yeah. One, uh, one client in mind specifically, we've been working together now for almost a year. Uh, and we had just like kind of one of those paradigm shifts, if you mm, will. Yeah. And, and really what we did is kind of what I said earlier, we worked towards like, what's the goal? What's mm-hmm. your ideal like schedule? And from there we just spent two hours going, okay, two week sprints. What does that look like? And we looked at the different hats, so like client management, sales, marketing, admin time, tech, whatever the case may be is. And we just broke down every hat. Well, what are the actual activities that you have to do? And then let's just include some safety net time every day for the, Mm. oh crap, this came up moments. Right, right. And just- Of which there are many as a business owner. All the time, yeah. 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 And we made sure it was plenty of time where she could not argue it. Right. Um, and after building that, like, this is my ideal two weeks, it was just light bulb for her. And it was just like the coolest thing. And now like one of the main emphasis, emphasis points we have is you got to come with that two week sprint every session we have. 
And if it's not ready by the time we start, we're not getting into anything else before we start that. And the wow. first session or two is like, oh, I kind of have it. And it was a little painful and we just work through it. Yeah. And now that habit is moving and grooving. And just the, the satisfaction is so unreal because right. she's 10 times more effective with her time knowing she has that breather and knowing yeah. she has that balance. And that's what's really cool is the results are actually higher than what it was when she was working way more time because she just had that focus, that discipline and clarity of what I'm doing during my time that's gonna be most impactful for my business. Yeah, so for her it was knowing everything was on the board, both mm -hmm. the slush and the structure. Yeah. And she could just sort of put things where they needed to mm -hmm. go and there was like a very clear house for them. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Can you talk a little bit more about this like idea of sprints? I know that we do that internally. That's kind mm -hmm. of a structure that we use sometimes to like figure out our project, yeah. or I mean our priority management. Yep. Um, but how do you see this like idea of sprinting play into larger priorities? Mm -hmm. How does that usually work when you're working with the client on that? Yeah, so it, it kind of falls back to me trying to mold towards um, my client's needs. Like yeah. I, I can relate really well to not having as high a structure. Like I'm not someone that needs to have like A, then B, then C. Every 15 minutes I know what I have in this giant task list. And that's why I, I'm a big fan of these sprints. Mm -hmm. And basically what that means is like we have a very clear intention or focus or goal we try and make sure it's always trackable with numbers. That always helps us. Like step one, let's totally. make sure we can see the results. But from there, we put a lot of focus and emphasis in one, maybe two areas of the business that kind of uh, raise the amount of time you spend on it, knowing okay. that it's like you can muster through it a lot easier, knowing it's like a short-term sprint. Yeah. Right. Rather than this ongoing consistency piece, because we all know we need to be consistent and wake up at 5 a.m., eat a hearty breakfast, mm. meditate, mm -hmm. you know, drink a cold water with lemon, like right, all right. those little things that yeah. we know we're supposed to do of consistency. Instead, it's like, well, then let's let's adapt to your preferences right. and let's plan the sprints and know that we're going to just really focus on lead generation the next two weeks and then that allows us to catch up on our goals so we can then shift our focus more towards account management or other aspects of the business that need to happen so it's kind of just a way to keep the variety there yeah um but still driving towards the big picture annual or five-year kind of goals that you have yeah um that actually brings me to uh a little anecdote like metaphor that our uh, co-founder and CEO, Casey, um, shared with us the other day with our marketing team. And it felt like a little bit of a stretch, um, but it actually made total sense to me. He was like describing a carnival game where you have those like water guns mm. and you spray on these little targets to yeah. move like the horses yep. or whatever it might be. And that there are a bunch of different water guns that you have. And if you yourself had to get every horse across the finish line, yeah. what strategy would you or employ? Like, would you just do a couple, like one minute on each water gun and move the needle yep. one step for each one? Or would you sit down and dedicate, I'm going to move this horse all the way to the finish, like, finish yeah. line and then move on? And I think that kind of works with what you're saying with the sprints. Like, it might feel like you need to have your finger on the pulse in a bunch of different places. Mm -hmm. And as a business owner, you kind of do, but for specific initiatives that you have to just finish, like yeah. you need to just take it all the way. And then when it's done, it's actually done. 
I'm going to have to steal that. You I, should. I like that you should. <laughs> visual you gave me. Because it's like the water gun. If you're going from one target to another, you think about the water, the time you waste just moving yes. the target from one to the other. Yeah. And that's so real running <clears throat> a business. It's like, I know I have all these hats, but just that uh, opportunity cost of transitioning activities or focus yeah. is a real thing. The focus is so huge. And then there was even like an added um, part of the like metaphor was like, do you have 100% accuracy in hitting that target every yeah. time that you do it? Like what what time are you wasting on the trials and errors of figuring out, yep. you know, and, and if you're just focusing on the one thing, you can account for some of that time. Mm-hmm. But if you're constantly moving with the opportunity cost that you mentioned, like you end up wasting a lot of time yeah. and you feel like you're in a million different places at once because you totally are, you know? hundred percent. Um, so I think it's really interesting when you take that idea and put it into, um, an agenda and what that can do to sort of like silence all the noise, you know, mm-hmm. and let you focus on your priorities. Do you, when you're working with clients, focus on priorities in like a quarterly basis? Do you do, um, like, is it, is that the structure? Like I focus on my priorities for the quarter and then I make my sprints off of that? Or how do you structure that with a client? Um, and I hate saying this, but it is so situational on the client, the uh-huh. individual, the business, like every business and industry can be different with seasonality and the owner's preferences. So we, I try to make sure that's always taken into account first. For sure. Um, but as far as just like the work we do, yeah, like a lot of it goes into like almost quarterly sprints is mm-hmm. my preference. So we'll, what we do is we, we, we align on our, our big picture goals, you know, the, the five year, 10 year goals, what are we working towards? Then we make sure we plan backwards from there. What's the next three. And then specifically this year, mm-hmm. and then we go, okay, each quarter, what are the big aspects that need to happen as far as just working on or driving the business forward with more efficiency process skill development and we build just like a mini quarter roadmap and that allows us just to go and drive and not spend as much time always having to plan and that way we always have like tracking in place so Mm -hmm. then when we get out of those kind of quarterly sprints we can have the results and the data behind what we did to really validate you know was it effective how can we improve it and all those things so it's not just let's slow down to plan our time but let's make sure what we're doing when we're sprinting we can review the results afterwards to really learn and pivot and change ongoing love that because that that time and priority management are so tightly wound Mm -hmm. together because as we basically talked about this whole podcast it's like if you don't know what you're working towards you Mm -hmm. don't know how to fill up your calendar yeah right so like not being clear on your priorities or letting someone else dictate those to you um, only creates more difficulty no matter how many like consistent blocks you have in your schedule yeah what are some of the like tips that you've given to um, business owners to help them identify those priorities i know this is like a little bit off topic for time management but if someone were to be listening to this and saying okay, I definitely need to get clear on my priorities. Yeah. What are some of the ways that you've seen owners do that? Mm-hmm. Is it like lock yourself in a room and just like <laughs> figure it out? Or what do you notice? Yeah, we usually use a, like a deadbolt and really make sure that door's locked and they just have to stay in a really small corridor. <laughs> that, that's my biggest Perfect. advice. No light, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, no light, you got it. Uh, no, I mean, you're nailing it. The, the priority management aspect is actually where I, I tend to start. Mm. Um, that way we always know like where should the majority of your time be spent yeah. um let's make sure we have what we call like kpis key performance indicators 
you know, like an example was uh, one of my clients I was working with, we were really focused on marketing side of things. Uh, and leads, obviously, we always need leads. Leads are weak, yada, yada, yada. Right, so right. we really focused on, okay, priority-wise, where do the leads come from? Yeah. And then we identify what tactics we have to generate leads. And that way we have prioritization on the most effective ways to generate the best leads. Mm. Right. Cause I, you know, the amount of times I have conversations with, oh, my website and I need to change my website. It's like, okay, let's think about the priority here of where you're getting your leads. Right. You know, and we work backwards and we realize that 90% of my leads are coming from referrals. Okay. Oh, wow. And I get the website, but on the flip side, if you know, your current clients are referring more clients for you. What are you doing to keep bolstering that and striking the iron where it's already hot, you know? Yeah. And that's where we really align on the best strategies and tactics uh, for our clients and priorities, so. Love that. Mm -hmm. That's good old construction. I wonder if oh, wow. anyone can hear it, yeah. It's because um, we're expanding. <laughs> we're constantly I know. We, growing. Um, sorry for the uh, loud construction sound. We are expanding our office, and I think that is sound that you can hear now. Yeah. It's all part um, of the startup yes, game. The startup grind, yeah. exactly. Um, I would, and then we are hearing horns too for being in the city. <laughs> Guys, we had to prioritize and leverage the location. Yeah, we're working here in the office versus like a sound room. Yeah, that um, like dark soundproof room that you're locking your business owners <laughs> yeah. in um, for priority management. Yeah. That's where we need to exactly. go. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay, hopefully we're in the clear. I want to just close up. Um, with one more question sort of about um, your personal schedule. I want a little like a look behind the scenes, mm. you know, behind the curtain or whatever the phrase is. Yeah. Um, how are you managing your time? Um, you have a lot going on for sure, mm -hmm. but you maintain a really positive work-life balance. I've noticed oh, yeah. people are very en envious of you in the uh, well, office. I've worked hard at it. <laughs> so, um, I would love to hear some of your like best tips on, or just some insight into how you kind of plan your schedule. Yeah. So planning wise with my schedule, I always look for leverage points. Mm -hmm. Um, where can I be most effective at what times, where are my blocks or where are my times that are just stuck and they have to be there. So I have a majority of my time is like working with individuals or clients. So that one-on-one -on -one time, I can't really move. Yeah. So step one is how do I make sure those are positioned in a way that gives me windows of availability for the little things that I know I have to do throughout the week. Mm. And then from there, those little blocks that I have, how can I leverage that time, right? Yeah. So. A lot of uh, a lot of time, folks work on their emails throughout the day, and I've really worked on making sure that I have like one specific time that I get to my emails, oh. so I'm not getting distracted and pulled to different areas. That's awesome. Um, and then from there, like anytime I have work to do, as far as like an example would be, uh, I have a client session, and there's certain things maybe I need to go and do in between sessions. Mm -hmm. My ideal route is to get that done as soon as possible. Because it, it allows my energy to stay really high. Because the more things I found that I carry as far as like my to-do list, yeah. the more my battery gets drained and the less effective I can be during like execution mode, you know, one-on-one -on -one with a client. So That's I really so like trying to execute and getting things done because it's that momentum and I feel I can ride it really well. Mm. Um, so those are a couple quick wins for me. Um, outside of that, I, I like to leverage like my tech. So I've got like a scheduling link. So I make sure I've got my block set up and then I have like all my clients schedule through a link so I can avoid little things like that. So it's a lot of just like little tweaks and leverage points that I can try and automate. 
Um, and that saves a lot of just like the in-between stuff. So I can continually focus on what drives the most results and that's client session time or billable hours. You know, if you're a lawyer, like how do I make sure I have the most billable hours and how do I leverage everything else as much as I can? And I've just gotten really good at all those like in-between things that you have to do. That's awesome. Yeah, it's fun. You are a role model for us all, Drew, <laughs> on how to do work-life uh, balance. If only you saw me five years ago as a different story. Oh my gosh, I can only imagine. <laughs> one, or, one or two changes at a time, master that first, and then just keep improving from there. That's how I've gotten to where I'm at now. That's so true. That's, yeah. that's a great kind of closing tip is like, um, and I, I say this at the beginning of all our podcasts, but it's so true that like one of our mantras here at Cultivate is not to like focus on every single word when mm -hmm. someone's speaking, an expert or whoever it may be. It's like pull those one to two action items out. You got it. And that way you can implement it into your business so much faster and yield those results so much faster. Mm -hmm. So if you want to be like, uh, you know, a tutor, give, give some help, what mm -hmm. would you say would be one action item that business owners can take away from this uh, amazing episode that we are recording. Oh boy, one tip put me on the spot. I had like a list here, but now if I gotta narrow you it down just gotta, to one. You gotta prioritize your tips. I know, that's a good point. Um, let's see here, if I had one tip, I would start, I'm gonna cheat a little bit. That's okay. So if I said just one tip, it's email. Okay. People get so wrapped up in email. Yeah. And nowadays, you can leverage your time with email. Yeah. When are you traveling that you can open up your email or when can you leverage your time with travel to make calls? Like those two little things have saved me a lot of time because email can just really pull you in different directions. Cause not only does it require a lot of like thinking and problem solving, depending on what kind of emails you're getting, mm -hmm. but it can also just create more like in the moment fires. And a lot of times they don't need to be solved right then and there. Like whoever said that you have to respond to an email within like 30 minutes, I got to have a talk with them because I don't know how that rule came about, but it should be at least a 24 hour rule. And if it's yeah. not set those expectations and just right. focus on managing your email time. Yeah. And I think that alone could really save a lot of a lot of time and priority. Awesome. Love that. I think the construction workers downstairs also agree with that. Yeah. They were um, <laughs> they were sledgehammering while you were talking. Um, that's awesome. Okay, so the one action item is like take a look at your email and maybe then your transit or your transportation travel mm -hmm. time and see where you can leverage. Leverage yeah. is probably the number one action item that yeah. you're given. Big fan of leveraging your time. Awesome. I love that. Well, Drew, I think we are done here. Um, before the construction workers like break into our room and start tearing <laughs> it apart. But um, thank you for yeah, hopping on our third great. ever episode. We'll hope I get to be on more. I love this. We'll see. We'll let the people decide. Oh, all right. Uh, what is it? Like click, share, or how do I promote yeah, this? Yeah, comment, click. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Drew. We'll have you on like task force to promote this specific yes. episode of yours. You'll be famous one Influencer day. Influencer status. Here I come. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thanks so much, Drew. And Drew and Paige are um, signing off right now. See you guys. Bye.